We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Gaming Golf, uh, the podcast uh, that is done by Rotowire and Morning Read. Scott Jenstad, Jeff Erickson, and Jeff Ritter here. Jeff is live from the Charlotte Airport. Uh, and Jeff, first of all, you're doing something with your uh, with uh, Morning Read. Uh, it's uh, let's tell everybody where you're doing. Yeah, that's uh, this is my first travel work assignment in 14 months. So pretty exciting to uh, eat a Cinnabon this morning and just feel <laughs> uh, you know instead of shame, but actually feel joy in that Cinnabon. That's that was a first in a while. Um, yeah, we're uh, Buffalo Agency, the owner of Morning Read. They are uh, a marketing agency for NFL alumni association golf outings and the first golf outing uh a partnership with the alumni association is this week at firestone so i'm gonna go play golf with some ex nfl alums and watch the nfl draft with them this week so not a bad uh return to travel um you know two weeks off my vaccine so here we go back on the road and uh playing golf so pretty good time here it's a hard knock life. But, uh, <laughs> it's a hard yeah. knock life. It's not yeah. fun wearing the mask for like eight hours straight, though, while you travel. Uh, that that is one thing I forgot to overlook. As great as the Cinnabon was, uh, <laughs> the mask the mask thing is is still uh, some getting used to. So, but small price to pay. All right, uh, let's start. <laughs> jump right into the Valspar. Last week we saw the uh, the team event, the Zurich, and I don't really want to talk about it because I have Louis on our league, and uh, that was he. They, they, they brought me in to hit the tee shot on the playoff hole. Uh, it had my signature slice and everything there, so that was awesome. Cam, Minus, Cam, Cam, Cam Smith owner here, so it's, it, was, it was a great shot. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Pipe down. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's look at the Valspar. Uh, tough, ball, tough course, first of all, Innisbrook. Uh, really tough play. Uh, finish, 16, 17, 18 are nasty there. It's a tight course. Uh, winning score is usually about 8 to 10 under par. Paul Casey's won the last two tournaments. Is he by default your favorite this week, guys? 
Uh, not for me. I think winning three times is tough. He's off a, a little bit of a rough tournament a couple weeks ago. Uh, I, and there was no tournament in 2020. So you got to remember those those back-to-backs for 2018, 2019. Right. So it's a little bit different. But, yeah, fun course, uh, narrow fairways. The greens are tough. You get the snake pit down the stretch, which is probably the best name stretch of holes in golf, which I, I love that. Uh, all the par threes are 200-plus yards. It's just uh, one of those courses where you got to hit the fairway. You know, guys, uh, greens and regulation are really low this week. It's like under 60, just right about 60%. Scrambling's big. So uh, it's a tough challenge. I like courses like this. When you get a winning score like 8 to 10 under par, it's fun. Yeah, Casey won it last time at 8 under. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I like it. I like a good tough uh, regular tour course. And this is one that delivers that, especially if the wind blows a little bit. I mean, yeah. look out, you know, you could have a lot of crash landings and, you know, all kinds of unpredictability on Sunday at this tournament, which, which is fun, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it seems kind of silly to just disregard Casey when you've won it two times in a row, but at the same time, that's like tiger territory, you know, winning the same event three times in a row. I think I thought I read Steve Stricker won. It might have been the John Deere three times in a row, maybe 10 years ago or so. It's just not something that happens uh, that often. So, you know, for, for like a DraftKings lineup, I, don't, I wouldn't scratch Casey off. But if I was just picking a one and done or, you know, a future bet or something like that, I'd probably just look other ways than Paul Casey this week. Yeah. And he's no he's not cheap. He had 10,000 on DraftKings. No. You're paying up for him. Uh, and so that that's kind of uh, part of the, you know, you're used to getting them in the 8,000, the 9,000 range or at the Masters, even in the 7,000 range. So uh, a little bit different here. And but that's one of the points, too. It's a big field, 156 players. And yet there is not too many stars. I think four in the top 10, uh, eight in the top 25, if I saw that correctly, 18 in the top 50, not a loaded field. No, but a good field. When you get JT and DJ at the top, it uh, it makes it a lot of fun and some some good names down there. So you might be missing uh, you maybe missing a bunch, but for Valspar, it felt like it was a felt like there were more names than I was expecting for a tournament like this. Yeah, well, they moved it to May just to try yeah. to help it out. And but th- the problem is like next week's a big one. Uh, it's considered the tune-up for the PGA, and then of course the PGA is in three weeks after that or two weeks after that. So. This is almost one of those lull periods here. You, you know, you get the Zurich and then you get this one and then starts to pick back up again. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, I was actually surprised to see both DJ and JT in the field. I like the mix, even though it's, it's probably it's not going to rank as high as some of your other, you know, uh, more glamorous, I guess, regular tour stops. I kind of like where the, Bel- the Valspar is sitting this year. I, th- I think they should keep this. I think it's a good spot right. for them. All right, so this is one of those courses where I, I, you know, long approaches might come into play a lot. Scrambling is going to come into play a lot. It's not always going to be like, you know, we always say it seems like every week we say the key, the key metric is strokes gained approach. Is that really the case again this week? What, what, what <laughs> metrics should we be looking at if you're a metric looker? That's I mean that's where I'm looking. Uh, you know I think T to green in general uh, off the tee is big as long you, you got to hit the ball in the fairway. The the bigger drivers the bomb and gouge is not quite as material. A lot of guys club down though, and so those, some of those big hitters, you know if you can hit a three wood instead of a driver and still get it out there pretty good, that that does help a lot. But yeah, I mean I'm I think long irons uh, like I said for all these par threes are over 200 yards. You're looking for guys that hit the ball. It's a ball striking course. It's a tough course. So that, you know we've said it a few times in the last couple of weeks, but you know that's that's kind of what I'm looking at again. Yeah, I don't know if there's a course on tour where you would just ignore tee to green and the, as a stat, <laughs> but I think this is one where maybe you could you could de-emphasize putting just a little bit because the greens are, are not only you know because you're emphasizing the tee to green game, but the greens themselves are smaller, much smaller than your average tour stop. So that alone, just you know, with with 
less square footage to work with on the greens, it places less of an emphasis on great putting. So that might be one stat you can de-emphasize if you're putting together lineups this week or trying to find the answer uh, in whatever uh, whatever betting game or, or gambling game you're playing. All right, let's let's look at the field a little bit. You mentioned DJ and Justin are at the top. Uh, you know, most expensive players, probably the you know the highest odds are, are low. I guess lowest odds. I guess uh, least favorable betting odds. Um, obviously, I bet a lot. Uh, but all right, so I won't be giving you your wagering advice. But Scott, what do you think about uh, you know going after a Justin Thomas or Dustin Johnson this week, uh, especially if you're building a DraftKings lineup? Yeah, it's funny because you have to look. You have to kind of look at the bottom before you decide and answer that question. And there's not a right. ton of guys I like down low. I think that there's there's a lot. Of, there's a couple of guys I really like in the tens. There's a lot of guys I like in the nines. I think I'm building building more of a, a balanced approach this week. And in terms of betting, you know, JT's ten to one right now. DJ's eleven to one right now. I mean, they're obviously great players. Uh, I'd lean JT if I had to pick one of the two, but I tend to not bet guys at those numbers. And I probably won't be betting either one of them, but if I had to take someone up top, I'd go JT over DJ this week. I just don't love how DJ's playing the last month or so. Um, with you, Scott, I would also lean JT over DJ. I actually, when I when I went through my DraftKings lineup, I kept, for, for this week more than any in, in, in a while, I kept pulling guys in the eights and sevens even with ease. Uh, so I know like for the Masters, I was very much uh, endorsing the stars and scrubs idea, but uh, this week, I don't know, a lot of mid-tier guys kind of jumped out at me with their recent form and course fit. So I know we'll get into it, but I think if you're going to take one off the top tier, I think JT, I, I think he's, a, he's a usually top five in t- the T to green category. And obviously he could win anywhere. So he, I think just recent form, he'd be the guy for me over DJ. Yeah. Are- the level of players in the six this week is uh, so much different than some of the majors that you just have to, you have to factor that in. Man, there are only five players with five digits. Uh, there's Thomas and Johnson. Victor Hovland's at 10-5. Patrick Reed at 10-3. And defending champ-ish, uh, Paul Casey at uh, 10,000 straight up. Uh, rostering any of those other ones there, Scott? Yeah, I'll have some Patrick Reed this week. Uh, I love him for this course. Just a great scrambler. I uh, played really well at Augusta. Was in the top 10, 7.8 uh, shot gain total there. Last five tournaments, three top 10s. I think Reed's... Uh, you know, Reed's one of those guys that can win any tournament, which you like when, you, when you're paying this price. You want someone that has that win equity, and he, he definitely has that this week. I definitely play him over Casey. Um, you know I love Victor Hovland, so uh, I wouldn't argue hard against that. I'm just playing a little bit worse the last three tournaments, so I'd probably lean to Reed if I take someone over in the, in the five digits. And a little bit more expensive, too. Yeah. I'm going right down the line. It's JT off the top tier, and then I, I found enough uh, farther down the chart. So is this the week that you don't pick Abraham answer? <laughs> How many times have I picked him so far? At least, At least twice. At least twice. He's off. He's off my board this week. Hey, take probably win. top 20, top 25s in the last five weeks. It, you know, obviously didn't work yeah. betting wise, but DraftKings wise, I mean, he's not hurting you. Right. Um, I like him again yeah. this week. Yeah. yeah 9,300 this week. He's creeping up there in price, but nonetheless, still, uh, it, it could be a pretty good setup there for him there, especially again, this is a good course for him. Corey Connors, another one we've been hyping as an undervalued, uh, uh, you know, player, uh, popped at the Masters, and now he's he's up there in the high nines. I noticed, so we got to we got to go find a new sleeper this week, Scott. He's uh, uh, he's the he's the third highest betting favorite this week. It's wild yeah. how this this rocket ship is just all the way up. I mean, <laughs> you got five four top tens last five tournaments. I love Corey Connors, but I, I just I can't bet him at sixteen to one or eighteen to one, whatever you, whatever book you're using. It's uh, and the third highest. It's it's crazy up there. Can you play him though in DFS at ninety six hundred? 
I think he'll be very popular. He's the what is that the seventh highest uh, highest price guy? He's the third highest favorite. I think he'll be popular. Um, yeah. I love the low nines this week, so I'm going to try and play two of those guys instead, probably in most of my lineups. Yeah, because the optimizer loves him. Uh, the rotowire yeah. optimizer does love him. He, he's ball. He's balling right now. I mean, he he's he's number one in shot gained uh, across the board total uh, off the tee in the last 36 rounds in this whole field. I mean, he's just he's playing the best of any in this field. It's just it's hard to pay the price for him this week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When you raise the hood on the optimizer, I mean, is it recent form? Is it course form? Is it the stats? What What's What's inside that optimizer? I want a little. I want a little insight into the under well, the hood here. See, I'm a, I'm an end user of the optimizer. I'm not a designer of the optimizer. I don't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, if you wanted to talk baseball, I could talk a little bit more about that. But I, I just use our Rotowire's tools uh, for okay. it. Okay. So, yeah. I'll answer kind of what I do. I don't use the optimizer, but I kind of use a model here. And I'm looking at last 36 rounds uh, and you go and, you know, all the shot gains metrics across the board. So you kind of add them all up. And Corey Connors comes up number one in shot gain total, number two in DraftKings points, just right behind Justin Thomas in that stretch of uh, 36 rounds for all players. Right. I see. But it totally ignores the narrative, which, uh, you know, as a journalist. Yes. Narrative, uh, narrative as, street uh, is not narrative street is not in the model. <laughs> sorry. We're trying to put uh, Ritter out of business with this. No, just kidding. Uh, but you guys can check out uh, the optimizer for yourself and take just tool around with it. Take a look at it. You go to rotowire.com slash try. Uh, you get a free 10-day trial to Rotowire and including all of our DFS tools there for that. That's a good way of checking that out. And you can better answer that for yourself by looking around that, everybody. Um, let's, so you said so uh, both of you guys found down ballot guys or you know lower lower tiered guys. Jeff, we'll start with you. Who are some of the guys you do like uh, that you that you had no problem finding this week? So I got I started the eight thousands on the DraftKings board. Uh, okay, I'm in on the Hoff. I mean, I picked him up on in our fantasy league. I think Charlie Hoffman is just he's he's riding the wave right now, where he's making a cut every week. Uh, he might he might find himself leading later later than a Thursday if this keeps up <laughs> the way he's trending now. Uh, I just like him as a fit for. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The course, he's got three top tens in, uh, uh, this year in the last, I think, couple of months. So he's just playing really well. Um, I also like Ryan Palmer a lot, who you've mentioned, Jeff, is just someone who kind of like, always just seems to be a little bit underrated and always plays is playing a little bit better than you think. I think he's a good fit for this course as well as someone who just, um, he's also made four straight cuts in this event. He hasn't played it four four years in a row, but I just like the way he's playing right now. And there's something about that, like that Paul Casey mode of, you know, a grizzled 40 something 
winner that where I could just that just translates naturally to me for uh, for Ryan Palmer. So those are two guys on an eight thousand range uh, that I I dropped into my lineups right away this week. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Scott, you mentioned that you wanted to start like using two low 9,000 guys. So which ones are you targeting here? I love I love the low nines this week. I like uh, I like Terrell Hatton. Uh, played really well last week, carrying around the corpse of Danny Willett around the course with him, uh, trying to uh, trying to get there. They had a really good stretch on Sunday, and Willett just you know hit the ball in the water on eighteen for a double, which was miserable. Uh, I really like Abe Answer again at ninety three hundred, just playing really well. If he could just putt a little bit, he's lost strokes putting in four of the last five. He could putt a little bit. I, I see a, I see a top ten there. And I love Sung J.M. this week. The game is coming around. The Irons were a little bit weak for a while. Now they're coming around. He played really well at RBC, finished 13th. Uh, another guy who was kind of carrying his partner, uh, Benny Ann, is just really struggling right now. So it, mm. they had trouble last week. But uh, missed the cut at the Masters, but he was eighth, eighth at Honda. He's a really good Florida, tough course player. I think he profiles and fits really well. Top 30 and six of the last seven. And then you want to get a little lower percentage. I think Joaquin Neiman at 9,100 would be pretty low percentage just because uh, these these other names around there, plus the Corey Connors, uh, hasn't missed a cut since August of 2020. Um, he's on a really good roll. Then he finished 40th at Augusta, which is kind of middling, but uh, just playing really well. He has seven top 30s and eight tourneys, or eight tournaments prior to Augusta. Just a guy that uh, I think will get hidden a little bit this week with uh, with all the bigger names right around him. Yeah, I, I love the Neiman suggestion. Like you said, hasn't missed a cut in forever. Yeah. Uh, and you save a couple bucks off of him versus the others in that grouping too. Uh, what What about Russell Henley at 9,000? He's another guy that I, I think there's like zero buzz, but he seems to be there a lot. Uh, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about him, but you're right. That's, that's zero buzz. Idea. I was, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, bu- I'm not buzzing. Uh, I was also, I guess one other in that range is, would be for me, Jason Kokrak. I, I buzzed, yeah. buzzed right past Henley and went to Kokrak. Who's also playing well this year and has really good course history at Innisbrook. So he would be another, he was just another one that I, you know, check the box and then kind of do the, do the research and run the numbers later. And I, I, I like Kokrak in that price range. Now comes with putting new model. <laughs> We'll see. You don't need to putt this week, though, Jeff. You just need to get it get it on the green, and you know you're right. already in two putt range. Just... Yeah, Coco Coco has three top tens, last four tournaments, just playing really well. Uh, and he's a guy in there. I found the eight thousands weird. Like, there's a lot of guys liking the nines, and then you know uh, Jeff mentioned a couple guys in the eights. I I didn't love the eights. I like Chris Kirk at eighty two hundred, just playing. Really, really well right now. Three top tens last five weeks, but it's been great tee to green. Um, over four shots gained in five of the last six. He's probably the guy, if I were to go down a little bit in the lower eights, he's probably my favorite guy before we get to the 7,000s. Um, I didn't love a lot of the eights. Uh, Jeff mentioned Hoffman and Kokrak both playing well, but uh, I think I bump up a little bit price range and get to the, the four guys I mentioned, the low nines. I kind of find the extra bucks and, and play those guys instead. Okay, so if you're doing that, then who are you getting in in the sevens to kind of supplant those eights? So I, I I think Doug Gim would be very popular, and that always scares me a little bit with the guys down here. When they get, when they get popular, you know, he, he's playing really well. Uh, he's seventy three hundred. I think I moved to other guys in that range. Um, 
I like Alex Norn at 7,300 a little bit. Played really well at Genesis, which is kind of a comp course for this one. And played really well last week at RBC Heritage. You finished 25th, uh, 6.4 shots gained, Tita Green, 3.3 on approach. If he can putt a little bit, I think he's a guy that uh, will be uh, probably half the ownership of Doug Gim. And at the same price, I kind of like uh, I kind of like making that move there. It's so funny you mentioned Doug Gim because I'm such a square. When I ran the optimizer, I locked in Doug Gim. So uh, he's yep, going to be in right here. He's, he's going to be popular this week. He's playing really well. I mean, it's a, it's only a matter of time before maybe he gets over the top and and gets that top five, top ten. But uh, I don't know. When you get guys down here and they get really popular, uh, I tend to kind of look for another way to, to play it just because there's there is still some variability with Doug Gim as much as I do like him. Would you do you know do it differently? Like maybe use him more in cash games and less so in like a tournament format. A hundred percent. How about you, Jeff? Who are, who are some of your cheapies that you like in the seventh? I, I also had flagged Gim, so Scott and I continue to stay uh, <laughs> syncopado on uh, finding sleepers every week. But I also I looked at Charles Schwartzel, you know, off the runner up in the team event last week. Um, you know, playing well now, riding a little bit of success. He's a previous winner at Innisbrook. He's seventy one hundred in DraftKings, and he needs a good result to get into the PGA Championship. He's not there yet. Narrative so, Street. There I we are. Like, I like <laughs> the hungry golfer who's playing well, but also just needs it. So I, I, I would look at Schwartzel this week for for filling out the bottom half of your lineups. And then another guy uh, who is a bit of a mystery to me, but I'm always intrigued when a European Tour player just kind of jumps over. And why? When it's not a when it's not a WGC event, and it's just an obvious you know guaranteed cut. Sam Horsfield has four straight top 15 finishes on the European tour, and he's coming over. And I don't know why exactly he's playing this week, but he's playing this week. So I just like seeing a guy who's hot overseas uh, come over and try his luck. So for 7,400, I flag that as somebody I want to read up on a little bit more to see what's going on with his game. But um, at the very least, recent form is good, and and here he is. So uh, I'd watch out for that at 7,400. Scott, what say you? Anybody else in that range that you want to recommend? I do, I do. I, I like Lanto Griffin at seventy four hundred, same price as Horsefield. Uh, missed cut at the Masters, but prior to that, he made six cuts in a row. He made he was top forty in all six. Uh, excellent TD Green numbers at uh, Valero, API, and WGC Mexico, and then a little bit, uh, a little bit cheaper at flat seven thousand. I really like Tom Hoagie right now, playing uh, really I well. Ask you about him. Uh, top 25 and three of the last four at RBC Valero and players. He gained 10 strokes T to green at Valero and 6.3 on approach uh, gained 4.6 T to green and 3.5 approach at RBC Heritage. Like those are stats we want at this tough, at this tough course. And at 7,000, he's a guy that I'm gonna have, a, I'm definitely gonna have in lineups. I think that he'll be solid. I think he'll make the cut. He's not a winner pick, but at 7,000, you know, you want to make the cut and you finish top 25. Uh, that, that's a good player right there. Okay. And finally, if you, do decide to go uh, stars and scrubs and you do load up up top who are some cheapies that you can find uh go ahead jeff i was gonna say for me schwartzel i don't i don't know that you need to go down into the six thousands this week i I just stopped at schwartzel myself i felt like the low sevens i could i could fill it out from there I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to someone that we talked about. Uh, I think two weeks ago we talked. We had a couple guys at six thousand and both made the cut. I'm gonna go back to Chase Seifert at sixty six hundred. Uh, made five straight cuts. He had three top twenties in March. I mean, those are great stats for a guy that's priced this low. And if you wanna 
you know, if you want to bump up your your nine thousand guy to get to Patrick Reed, he's a guy that I think you can play. I think he'll make the cut. Played really well at Honda, which is a similar, uh, you know, Florida tough course. He finished third at that tournament. Um, gained seven point nine approach that week. So I think of the six thousands, he's the kind of the guy that jumps off the page. I Man, I think he'll probably be a little bit popular down in that range, but not. You know, nobody's playing too many guys down here. But um, he's my favorite guy, six six hundred. I think he'll help you get some other players in your lineup. Okay, very good. Uh, I picked up Seifert in uh, our league. Actually, nice. uh, I actually went to go that. look and I, I saw that and I was uh, I was a little bummed because <laughs> I, I have about three guys that I want to drop off my team and I can't find anyone to pick up. Well, I had to have five for the Zurich. You can't go, you know, you can't go to the Zurich without five. It just won't happen. It's not allowed. You got to have it. Uh, so I went with him there. But no, I, it's because of this podcast, actually, is because I went to go pick him up. Uh, so th- thank you for that. You needed you the content. Yourself. <laughs> yep. Um, OK, let's uh, let's pivot over to the avoids real quick. So give me, give us a couple of guys that you should steer clear of this week. Well, it feels ridiculous to steer clear of Dustin Johnson. It, it just, that's the type of advice that can just burn you. But I, again, I just think Justin Thomas, it's, the form is better. The fit, the course fit might be a little better. So I was just inclined to stay away from DJ. I leaned away from Paul Casey, even though, you know, why, why would you, there's really nothing on paper that tells you to other than just, it's just so rare and it'll, you know, virtually impossible to three-peat at an event. And you just feel like maybe he's due for a bad week at this place. So I just, I lead, I leaned away from a lot of those, that 10,000 line, that 9,000 line and, and started building my teams in the eights and sevens with the kind of what the mid tier, uh, if you will. How about you, Scott? Who are a couple of voids for you? Yeah, I don't like I don't like Bubba Watson this week. He's priced at eighty nine hundred. Just has not been playing well over. If you look at like the last four tournaments or so, just uh, just kind of some up and down results. Played okay at the Masters, but a, a couple missed cuts in there. A fifty fourth. Just not playing well enough for me to pay the eighty nine hundred. And an interesting guy this week is Emiliano Grio. He's eighty three hundred. He's priced up. He's played really well the last couple of weeks. He's just someone to me that he feels like he's priced up and now he's going to, now he's going to drop the, drop the poor week on you. So I'm not playing any Grio. I may end up paying for that, but uh, you know, one of those, one of those top tens was a Putacana. So kind of an alternate event. And then uh, he was second at RBC Harris played really well, but uh, he's someone that I am, uh, I'm not buying in on this week. All right. Very good. Uh, let, let's finally uh, finish up with one and done and uh, betting odd. So uh, uh, Jeff, who are you using in your one and done pool? Uh, who are there other couple like picks to win for you? I'm uh, I'm split. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go to my happy place once we get off this call. It's either gonna be the Hoff or it's gonna be Schwartzel. I'm gonna okay. go with one of those two guys. I'm gonna go a little bit farther down the board, even in the one and done. This this feels like an off week, like a like a surprise, like one of those type of uh, under the radar, le- less lesser known, high lesser wattage winners. Uh, I'm between those two guys. All right, Scott. What say you? Yeah, so on my betting card, uh, in kind of in that mid-range, um, I'm going to be betting Sung J.M. for sure at 28-1 to 1, and Joaquin Neiman at 35-1. to 1. Down the card a little bit, I really like Chris Kirk at 55-1. to 1. You know, going to be tough for him to win, but that's just a number I think is too high for how well he's playing. I also like Max Home at 70-1. to 1. That seems like a big number. He was on fire. Then he missed, uh, missed the cut of players and masters, you know, maybe kind of get that form back a little bit. Uh, I think just, I think 70 to one for how well he's playing. You look at the DraftKings price is like 8,100. I think that price is too low. If you're looking for a couple of bombers, uh, you know, Doug Gim at 100 to one. I know we talked about it in, in DraftKings. It might, might be a little too popular, but 100 to one. Uh, Sam Burns playing really well right now. I uh, played really well last week. He was, he was good. And then he was bad. 
Played well last week in the in the uh, in the Zurich event. Ninety to one is just a number I think is a little bit too high. So a couple bucks here and there. Uh, but in order my one and done and my biggest bet, uh, I'm going with Sung J M this week. I think that uh, he won Honda. What was it uh, last year? The year before? I think it was the year before because there was because of COVID. Um, I think we're going to see another Florida win from Sung J. I think the game is rounding into form at the perfect time. Uh, Twenty eight to one and one and done uh, for me on Sung J this week. Very good. All right. Um, any other parting shots before we go? And Jeff can catch his flight. Uh, I, I think uh, we should all take a note when we return to traveling what it's like to wear a mask the entire time you're on the plane and at the airport again. Don't underestimate that. And also, make sure you check your toiletries travel bag like a day before you get on the plane because there's some a lot of funky things can happen when you take a year off of travel. So you gotta you gotta just like replace all of it uh, when you when you take that much time away. But uh, happy to get back on the road this week. So definite pro move. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, watching and listening. Uh, hopefully you uh, gained a little knowledge. Hey, spread the word. Tweet it out at us, please. Please let us know, by the way, what you want to see and hear from us as we do this every week. We'll be back at you again next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Take care. Discover speakers for all around your home and beyond at Sonos.com, including Move and the all-new Roam. This latest portable addition to the Sonos system is smart, lightweight, waterproof, and ready for any adventure. So start yours now at Sonos.com. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not ready hour foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.